Thanks for pressing play on the Biz Talk 518 podcast. I'm Leo Quinn. My guests today are Jen and Phil Sykes, owners of ADK Field Hockey, a field hockey training business in the Capital District that's been in, around for about 10 years. Now, Jen and Phil both work at area schools, Phil at SUNY Albany, and Jen, I believe, in Gilderland, the Gilderland School District. So the coronavirus had just been getting started when we recorded this, and I'm not sure, I can't recall if I left our discussion about that in the recording or not, but you should know that we were aware of it during the recording of this. If you're in business for yourself and you want more word of mouth and referrals, check out our sponsor, the referraldepartment.com. Now, Phil, tell us about ADK Field Hockey. We started uh, a little bit over 10 years ago, and uh, both Jen and I had moved to the area. I got the coaching job at the University of Albany, and there wasn't a lot of uh, club field hockey for kids in the area, and um, I don't think field hockey was one of the top sports either for a lot of the high school girls it was their second or third sport if that and we wanted to give back because we had um, some important people in our lives that that volunteered their time that gave to us and and both of us wanted to to give back for for that reason Um, and you know we started with about 14 kids and it grew each year and now we're up to over 300 kids, and um, it's been uh, it's been pretty fun to watch and see evolve. And and a good majority of our kids go on and play in college. And I think uh, for what we do, we get to you know see them see them grow as as athletes and as people, and and uh, hopefully give them uh, a fun experience uh, with this sport and and uh, kind of open their eyes to sort of the big picture of it too. Sure. And now at 10 years, you probably haven't experienced second generation yet. No, no, but we're, we're... We have a lot of siblings that have come through, but not second oh, sure. generation. Sure, sure. That'll come, right? I'm sure. Yeah, soon. Yeah, I, we, yeah as the, the years get seem to go quicker and quicker, I think it's going to come pretty soon. So now do you have a physical location in the area? Um, well, we, we rent different because um, our sport's so unique that we need to be on mm. a turf face surface. Um, okay. We rent um, from the University of Albany. We, that's kind of our summer location, our spring summer. And then um, as of recent, we used to train an indoor in their physical education gym, but they kind of um, needed the hours back for their rec department. So we kind of shifted our winter training to outdoor-based skills, but indoor and we rent um, from Hayner Sports Barn. They put a turf in their area um, next to their batting cages. And um, we also rent from Afram Sports Park, um, which is okay. the new Afram right near the airport. Gotcha. Gotcha. So Albany and Saratoga counties. Uh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Well, let's hop in our time machine and go back a bit. Um, Jen or Phil, you can take the lead on this. Where were you born? Um, I was born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where it's kind of like a hotbed for field hockey. And Phil? Uh, I was born in Tacoma, Washington, um, and moved uh, to the Bay Area in California when I was about five and a half. Okay. And, Jen, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, isn't that a hotbed for Amish people? Yeah, my family's descendant, actually, of Amish, but um, we grew up, um, you know, with a farm near farms and Sure. Um, but, but everyone 
you know, at the time when I was growing up, everyone farmed and played field hockey. <laughs> Is that really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, Jen, what did your parents do? Um, my dad um, served in the Vietnam War and unfortunately um, lost his life. And then my mother was a nurse and a paramedic her whole career. And do you have siblings? Yeah, I have two older brothers, so I'm the only girl. But my mom was a an all-American field hockey player for Elizabethtown College, so um, field hockey was always something that she never pushed us in, pushed me into, but she enjoy definitely enjoyed knowing that um, that I was able to get as much enjoyment out of field hockey as she was growing up. Yeah, so it really is in the family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Phil? What did your parents do? Uh, my dad was a salesman. He worked for um, a couple big uh, fragrance companies like Dan, Diane von Furstenberg and Hermes and a few other companies that um, had us relocate to uh, Livermore, California was a town I grew up in there. Um, and then my mom uh, managed a bookstore, uh, this place called Good Enough Books. And uh, it was kind of a cool experience because she was there since I was a little kid. And, uh, and I got to sort of have that uh, sort of a home place to go to often when she was working. Sure. Did you did you have siblings? I do, yeah. I have two older brothers uh, and an older sister. Okay. So you're the baby of the family. I am the baby, yes. <laughs> any any other entrepreneurs in the group? Um, yeah. I mean, we're – my family's unique. We're sort of all over the place. I have a, a brother in Phoenix. Uh, my other brother is in Colorado, my sister's in Cincinnati, and uh, yeah, we're sort of all over the place, but my one brother joined the military, uh, my other one is kind of an independent contractor, and my sister is a salesman too, kind of similar to my dad uh, with Walgreens, she she works in their sort of uh, pharmaceutical um, cosmetic department. Sure, okay. Uh, how about your favorite subjects in school, both of you? Um, I'm a physical education teacher, so phys ed, and I would think Phil's probably going to say the same thing. Yeah, I was, phys <laughs> I was I was phys ed, too. I majored in kinesiology in college, but it was it was sports all the time, and particularly in the Bay Area in California, that was that was all I did. Yeah, I, I understand. Did you, either of you have any other hobbies when you were growing up? Um, I mean, I no, I think we were both so just so sports heavy in our lives. I kind of played multiple sports and so did Phil and Phil was a professional on the professional tennis tour for a while, um, a professional tennis pro. And then he played college uh, tennis and also field hockey. And yeah, we kind of just played as much as we could in terms of sports. All right. How about pets when you're growing up? I know you have a dog named Leo at this point. How about growing up? Did you have pets? Yeah, we had quite a few in my family, cats uh, mostly, and I know Jen's had quite a few dogs. Yeah, we've had we had dogs, we had labs, but um, since we've been together, it's we've had two corgis, and um, I don't know why, but we settled in on corgis as part of our family. <laughs> <laughs> Small, yeah. easy to carry around if you had to, I guess. <laughs> and a lot of personality too. There you go. How about first jobs where you actually got a, a paycheck and you wondered. What is this FICA and why are they taking it out of my paycheck? Yeah, I I remember specifically uh, I worked at a, a burger burger place as a dishwasher. I think minimum wage was two dollars and 
27 cents at that time. So it took a while to make any money, but it was, it right. was a fun experience. <laughs> and I yeah. kind of similar. I, I had a restaurant based job and, um, you know, back then when you just played sports for a season and then you kind of moved on to the next one and there wasn't a lot of club based sports, you kind of, your parents kind of push you to get a job. That's, I think I heard that more than a dozen times growing up. So <laughs> I think we both wash dishes probably in our youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, a rite of passage to work in food service for most people. Yeah, that's true. Way. How about the colleges? Where did you go to guys go to college? Um, I went to East Stroudsburg University in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Um, and then I got my master's from Canisius College. Okay. And uh, I went to I went to a couple different schools, but I started out at a junior college in California called Chabot Junior College, and I played tennis there. And then I got a scholarship to uh, a school in Texas called uh, University of Texas Pan American. Um, and then I finished up um, at Cal State Hayward to get my my undergraduate degree. Okay. And do do either of you remember what you got on your SAT? Um, no. well, no, <laughs> it was good, it was good enough to get us in college, but it wasn't high enough to brag about. <laughs> gotcha. That's a, that's a trick question I throw out there. Uh, some people do, some people don't. For some reason I remember I got a 1090. It's nothing to brag about, but, and I took it twice. <laughs> Very good. Well, so far, every place you've mentioned with the exception of Canisius is nowhere near here. How did you all end up in upstate New York? Um, well, Phil and I met through um, field hockey friends. So kind of when you're done playing collegiate field hockey for me, and he was um, in the international and the national team system, um, you kind of, the only option really is to play, you know, some tournaments for club, you know, for clubs and pick up here and there. So we had some friends, mutual friends that I had played co-ed field hockey with in um, the field hockey festival. And, um, you know, I went to a wedding with a couple field hockey friends and sat next to Phil, and that's where we met. So we're kind of connected through the field hockey world. And then he was on the West Coast, I was on the East Coast. So we were trying to decide where where to relocate to. And then um, Phil got a job near me at Towson University. He used to drive like an hour and a half one way to practice and then home wow. and did that for two seasons. And then um, his success as an assistant – landed him a job at Cornell for to cover an interim position for a for the fall semester of 2003 and then as he was applying and looking for head coaching um, jobs for permanent positions uh, U University of Albany came up and I remember I remember my first reaction was you want to move we want you want us to move to Albany New York because <laughs> I had just assumed five hours north meant just a ton of snow like wall wall oh. to wall snow and um, and then we, you know, he got the job in the spring of 04 and, um, yeah, we relocated and we couldn't be happier. We absolutely love the capital region and love, you know, University of Albany. It's been a great experience for him. Phil, are you still involved with the Albany program? Yeah, I've been the head coach there for 16 years and, uh, yeah, I was kind of not really by design. Uh, initially Jen, was going to move to California at this around the year 2000, where kind of the prices were skyrocketing out there. And 
Um, she is a teacher. She had a couple opportunities out there to be a teacher and coach, but uh, we opted to go, as she said, the East Coast route. And I was uh, coaching tennis in college, and I was teaching tennis at a, a club in California, and I was going to do that on the East Coast, but then decided to, to try the field hockey coaching because I'd played. And um, on a map, Towson was about an inch away, which I thought was close, but apparently <laughs> it was a little further. <laughs> a little, <laughs> A little further than that, but uh, it was fun, a real fun experience. And and then uh, going to Cornell to be a head coach temporarily was, was great. And then um, once I got to Albany, um, they were brand new Division One at the time. And uh, the athletic director there, uh, Dr. Lee McRoy, who's now at RPI, he was um, just absolutely fantastic. I couldn't have landed a better place with a guy who was uh, just such a tremendous mentor, I think, to all the coaches there and um, really helped kind of get that program from ground zero to one of the better uh, sort of mid-sized D1 athletic programs in the country. Yes, and he, uh, I remembered he, I, I went to Siena, so when Siena and SUNY Albany were playing basketball, he was always on the news quite often talking about the uh, the planning for that and all the negotiations and things, so he always did seem like an impressive guy. Really impressive. Uh, I, I would when I tell stories about him, it's our, our, the kids on our team and on any team would be blown away because he'd come in at the time we had 19 sports and there's, you know, four or 500 athletes and he would know everybody's name and he would mention a stat from the game. If they scored a goal, had an assist or something and their mind would be blown. And, and they'd be like, <laughs> how does this guy know who I am? And he, he yeah. was just amazing. Yeah. He had really cool backstory too, of him going to UCLA and playing football there. And he, could have played basketball too, but opted just to stick with football. And he's got great stories about John Wooden and, uh, oh, and his time at UCLA too. So re- really neat guy. And I, I just was so fortunate to, to go there and be a part of his program. Yeah. I actually lost track of him. I didn't realize he went over to RPI. Well, how did, who, whose first idea was it to come up with going into business for yourself? Um, well, I guess you'd say we're in business for ourselves because we own and operate the business, but um, we really work on a zero balance. So we kind of run 80K just to give an opportunity for girls to train with the, you know, the UAlbany staff and some of the top coaches and players in the area. Um, we were approached by a man named Bill D'Agostino, his daughter, um, Celia. Uh, Celia, and his other daughter, Liz, had played for ADK, which was kind of in its in a year had had a year or two under its belt, and he wanted to see if we would be interested in helping run or coach in the club. And then basically, once we met with them, everything got kind of turned over to us, and we kind of hit the ground running. And we yeah, and then all of a sudden we were the owners and directors of the ADK Field Hockey Club. Mm-hmm. Okay, and how long ago was that? That was um, the spring of 2010, and then okay. um, I started coaching. I coached the last Empire State Games team um, before they canceled Empire State Games um, in 2010, and that was kind of the start of our club. So we're just about to wrap up year 10 here coming up. Okay. And I, I did they cancel just field hockey and in, in the Empire State Games or the whole thing? The whole thing got canceled after 2010, um, removed from the state budget, and just hasn't resurfaced since then. But they still do the winter games, though, huh? 
I think they do. Yeah, they don't yeah. do the summer games anymore. Um, and that was kind of the start of club sports in terms of club field hockey really starting to take off where kids were playing out of season and wanting to play more. Um, sure. So ADK just kind of evolved off of the Empire State Games team and the kids wanting to compete in regional and national level tournaments um, for U.S. field hockey and a company called Shooting Stars Three Steps. So we just kind of, you know, took their enthusiasm and made some practice times and entered them in tournaments, and then it just kind of built, was building from there, kind of built from there. Well, how do you, how do you work? Is it one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching? How does it all work? Yeah, it, well, like I said, we started with 14 kids, so it, it initially was Jen and I kind of doing everything, and it depended on the time of the year. She used to be the lacrosse coach. She started off at Albany as the assistant and then moved on to – Miss Yuna then Shen as the lacrosse coach. Now she's Gilderland field hockey. But when she was in season, I'd do a little bit more. And then when I was in season, she'd do a little bit more. And then the kids just kept coming. And so we got more and more coaches. So my assistants would help. And some of the kids who had played for me and finished would come and coach. The assistants, sometimes the head coaches at Siena when they had their program would come and coach. So we've kind of really connected with the whole area. I, I think we've tried to do that and, and offer the best coaching we can and, um, and, and try to, to keep it fun and exciting and have the kids get better. I think one of my goal and Jen's goal when we first started was to give the kids from this area a really honest assessment of their level. We're, we're kind of isolated here in a little bit of a way. And, um, you know, the better kids in the area thought they were the best around at, at that time and mm -hmm. so we we took them to tournaments near where jen's from to see the very very best kids and and that i think that awakening really humbled and, and opened their eyes to a whole whole world of there's there's much higher levels out there and and that's that's what we we're trying to get them to see and I, I think we've we've done that just this past year we had really cool kind of experience where one of our first kids uh carrie hanks who was arguably one of our best players. She ended up playing in Maryland. She was an All-American there. She played on our U.S. junior national team, and now she's representing our U.S. senior national team. And it's really cool to kind of see all of that from those first early years. Yeah, that's great to keep track of them after that. So your oldest is probably 28-ish if you started 10 years ago, assuming they were the oldest. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, it's crazy to think, but they are. You're absolutely right. Um a lot of them if they were 18 when they started with us, they were finishing their senior year and just played through the Empire State games if they were eligible. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, most of them are we actually hire um an employee. A lot of our alumni come back and give back and um you know, that's, that's so awesome to see them now want to, you know, keep growing the sport cuz Field hockey is definitely one of those sports because there's no, there's a male, you know, counterpart in every other country except for in the United States. It's just more based in California and a little bit more based down by, you know, New York City. We don't have high school-based teams for boys. So it's important that anyone that's played field hockey is willing to get back, coach, officiate, um, and just be a part of, like, growing at least the youth programs in their school districts. Yeah, that's nice. Nice. All right, now it's time for our speed round. If you could have coffee with any three people, dead or alive, who would they be? 
I mean, I would say right off the rip, Bill Murray would be one that I'd like to have coffee with. Um, Phil, how about you? Um, I was lucky enough uh, at the 1996 Olympics to meet Bill Clinton for a short while, and he spoke with all the athletes there, and he was a pretty fascinating guy. I, I would love to sit down with him. Um, okay. And I guess we have to pick two more eats. So, um, oh. I mean, I'm I'm a big Metallica fan, so I'd like to have dinner with James Hetfield, the lead singer Metallica. Um, okay. I know that's not very fascinating, but I've been a Metallica fan for 30-some years. So. Yeah, and I'm a big big movie buff, and uh, probably Quentin Tarantino would be a fun one to sit down and hear stories from. And probably my last one is, like Jen, I'm a huge music fan too. Rush is one of my favorite bands, and uh, Getty Lee from Rush is one of my favorites. So uh, to sit down and hear their stories would be pretty awesome. And then my third would probably be Billie Jean King, just because she was such a pioneer in the Title IX movement. And um, I would just love to hear stories of the past and how she's helped evolve sports for all women. Great, great. And your, yours is the second uh, podcast I've done today in the First guest also mentioned Bill Murray is on his list, so he's popular All today. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Have either of you had any brushes with famous people? Um, at the Olympics, I got to meet a few. I have, like, just photos with, like, Carl Lewis and um, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, some of the, the other past Olympians, just to kind of rub shoulders a little bit with them was pretty pretty fun and exciting. Um, and then actually the town I grew up in, in California, there was quite a few professional baseball and football guys that I got to see growing up. And that was, that was kind of cool at the time, um, to sort of see those different levels and follow those people. Yeah, sure. And, um, no, not for me. I haven't met anyone famous. (laughs) Yet. It's coming. Yes. (laughs) Are either of you podcast listeners? And if so, do you have any favorites you could recommend? Yes, yes. Actually, one of my favorite books is um, Waiting for the Punch by Mark Maron. Um, oh. And I, I, listen, I listen to him quite a bit. I, I think he's awesome. And uh, Joe Rogan a little bit and um, a couple others just here and there. But uh, I, I like Mark Maron quite a bit. How about you, And Jen? for me... Well, I'm too. I'm busy being a full-time teacher, coach, and running ADK. So, um, unfortunately, Phil probably has a little bit more downtime than I do. So, yeah. oh, <laughs> um, oh. So, I don't really have a no. I don't really have a favorite by any means. <laughs> okay, I like I like both of those too, uh, Phil. I Mark Marin and Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's boy, two hours at a minimum usually for his podcast. Yeah, over in in it's depth. Just- very involved. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. How about, uh, do you guys have a favorite restaurant in the area or two? Um, I would say um, we go to Dunning Street Station a lot off of Exit 13 South. Um, we really like their food. We really like their customer service. Um, and then probably another one would be Grecian Gardens down at Clifton Park. It's family owned and run. So, we like to support family-operated family, family uh, operated businesses. Sure. Dunning Street Station, that's one of those restaurants that seems to be a lot of things over the years, but it's been that for a while, I think. Yeah, I think it's finally finally found its, like, niche, you know, and, and it's, yeah, we, we enjoy going there. 
Good. Do you have, have a favorite vacation spot? <laughs> when Still you get vacation? Yeah. We, uh, we haven't taken too many. The last few years we've, we've kind of mastered the one and two day trip. So we'll, we'll go to like um, Vermont, go to Lake Champlain and hang out for the day or go up to um, different parts of New Hampshire and hike and just little day trips here and there, maybe go to New York city. But um, we used to travel a ton. I think when we were younger, we would, we would go any, anywhere and everywhere. But uh, with our club, it's, great but it's also very involved so the time it's hard to get time away i think where we're both off that's the the tricky part yes i understand how about do either of you have a book that has influenced you it could be either business or personal yeah right now i'm i just finished reading uh talking with strangers by malcolm gladwell and i thought that Mm. was a really really good book I, i like a lot of stuff he writes and uh i've been kind of in to that there's another one uh called the talent code by um i think it's jonathan Coyle. uh a lot of his books too are really really fascinating and they just talk not necessarily about sport but just about kind of the human condition and and how we get to to where we are um but th- those are two uh, lately that i've been reading that i really like okay and kind of with malcolm gladwell we i think we both enjoyed outliers um that's a book that i've read at least twice, and it has a lot to do with kind of get, getting proficient at sports-based skills. So, um, you know, when when practice and motivation meets opportunity, so I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what we do for a living. Sure. Actually, my cousin Nancy is recommending also talking to strangers, but she loves the audio book because in many cases, uh, the people he was talking about are doing the talking. Oh, no way. Oh, that's actually really really interesting. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, so pick that up on Audible if you're interested. How about a a piece of advice that someone gave you that made an impression? Again, it could be either either business advice or personal advice. I know for me, we mentor, you know, our, our athletes about the recruiting process. And, you know, a lot of times I think kids are so caught up on wanting to post on social media their commitment to you know, they'll say, I, I'm proud to announce I've committed to play, you know, to go academically and play Division One here, or Division One there. And I think they get really caught up in that level. So my high school coach, Lee Gertis, who was a Hall of Fame coach um, for USA Field Hockey, she would constantly say to us growing up, like, go, go where you wanted. And I remember that stuck with me, and I share that with our athletes a lot. You know, obviously – after four years, there's not a lot of paid opportunities to be a field hockey player. So, you know, go where you're going to have a great experience academically, athletically, and, you know, somewhere that the coach wants you and sees you a part of their program and the success of their program. Great. Great advice. Yeah. And Bill, uh, you have any? For, yeah. I mean, for us, the uh, tons of very good advice along the way. I think both Jen and I have had a million coaches and mentors that have done some great things. But one thing we've sort of adopted within our field hockey club that we preach to our kids and try to try to rein them in a little bit. Cause I know that social media world is, is such a big uh, entity and it just seems all consuming, but we, we tell our kids when they become part of our club, our motto is to be one, which, which is to be a player. And then we say, teach one, is take some time with one of the younger kids and teach them a little bit. And then we say reach one where they can maybe uh, 
get a kid to come and join and, and inspire them by, by what they've done. So be one, teach one, reach one is something that we kind of have a motto with. I sort of stole it off of Stan Smith, the legendary tennis player from back in the day. And, and he talked about when he was a kid at his tennis club, they, they had a similar motto. And I think that's been very, uh, very good for our kids. And they, they realize the giving back part and, and, you know, it's all about the community. It's not just the individual sort of success or accolades. Great, great. I, I think only one of you can answer this. How about a most commonly used emoji? Yeah, well, Phil definitely can't answer that. Um, <laughs> with his flip phone, um, which I think he might be the, he's the one, the one person left in America that still has one. But um, the most commonly used emoji, the, oh, definitely the field hockey stick and ball. Oh, yeah. What what does that mean? <laughs> In New York, when I you use like, it, what does it mean? It just means, like, a lot of times my friends will, like, email. I mean, they'll text, I'm sorry, and they'll say, like, you know, can you meet us out for dinner? And I'll, I'll say I can't, and then I'll just put the field hockey stick and ball because that means gotcha. we're either at Gildo in practice at Albany practice or we're at ADK. Gotcha. And that, I understand now. And I will tell you that I had my annual uh, – checkup uh, physical yesterday and as i was leaving the doctor's office there was a 70 to 80 year old woman using a flip phone so he's not the only one okay that's good to know <laughs> there's more how about, a fa- out there. <laughs> <laughs> how about a favorite movie Bill Phil. um quite a few uh out there but um i would say since we're on the topic of sports from a few years ago the movie warrior um, is one of one of my favorites that I really liked and kind of has an element, like a brotherly element that I sort of connect with with my brother, uh, one of my brothers. So I, I really like that one quite a bit. Okay. And, I, I mean, Phil just sounds so intellectual compared to my choices, but um, I would say probably one of my all-time favorite movies is Better Off Dead with John Cusack. I'm a big John Cusack fan, so... Um, I just enjoy the kind of the 80s, uh, you know, humor and, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Another coincidence, the gentleman I interviewed today, his brush with greatness was was both John and Joan Cusack. Oh, Oh, that's awesome. His mother knew their mother. So uh, I I thought for sure you'd come up with Caddyshack since you're a Bill Murray fan. But uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a close second. (laughs) Groundhog Day is one of my favorites, too. Uh, with, with your busy schedules, you probably don't have time to watch much TV, but do either of you have a favorite TV show? Um, well, I would probably say we, we tend to more stream, like the um, mm. field hockey, they have something called the FIH Pro League. So you can watch games um, from all around the world, and it's the Olympic teams or like the aspiring Olympic teams. So we we tend to watch a lot of pro league games through Apple TV, um, through the Bleacher. I think it's called Bleacher Report Live. So mm-hmm. that's kind of our go-to. And then okay. uh, you're consistent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've been a lot a lot into uh, the Outsider on HBO, like a Stephen King uh, oh, short okay. series, which is really good, really good, scary. And then uh, we watched a little bit of Curb Your Enthusiasm too, which is pretty funny. Oh. Right, I'm I'm a couple episodes behind on this season, but that is, that is a funny show for sure. Yeah. Um, La- last week fi- was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Oh, the Beatles for sure. 
Yeah, Beatles for me too. Uh, but Rush okay. isn't my favorite band. But. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. Well, how do people find out more about your business? What are your websites, your social media, all that stuff? Um, so we have our Twitter account is um, at hockey ADK. Um, our Instagram account is ADK Field Hockey, and then our website is um, adkfieldhockey.net. And we, you know, a lot of times. Um, parents are a little bit quicker than we are in terms of getting schedules out just because we rent and we're at the mercy of how fast, um, you know, the, you know, the different people we rent from can move. But um, usually we have registration through our website um, for spring, summer. It's not live yet, but we're hoping by the end of the mar- end of March it will be. And yeah, that's kind of how you get a hold of us. And then our email is on the website too. Very good. Well, well, Phil and Jen, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for doing this. Thanks, oh, Leo. thanks, Leo. It was nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for uh, interviewing us. All right. Have a great day. You too. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye.